Let's go. Fly Perspective Podcast. It's a brand new year, baby, 2019. I'm snowed in. Bobby, let's ride. I guess you wonder where I've been. I've been in the house all day because I'm snowed in, bro. <laughs> I searched to find the love within. Snow day. We got 10 inches of snow, by the way. I came back to let you know. Uh. Hey, got a thing for you. Should have seen for y'all last, but I ain't finna play with y'all tonight. My friends wonder what is wrong with me. Well, I'm in a daze from your love, you see. I came back to let you know. Got a thing for you, and I can't let go. episode i don't know what the fuck episode this is i'm sorry man it's a brand new year i'm sorry it's been like uh about about a month since i recorded an episode just had a lot going on with the holiday you know friends and family in town um getting things together for my son man my two-year-old son had a great christmas i had a great christmas i had a great new year um man i hope you guys did too did you write anything down did you get any affirmations that you want to change this year you know life is about progressing you feel what i'm saying so i I always gauge it as being better than the where you who you were before so in this aspect you got to be better than what you were last year you feel what i'm saying and no matter what your situation is no matter what your struggle is no matter what you're battling we all battle something but as long as we know we are battling and we need to get up out of it and we have a plan to get up out of that shit that's all that matters man execute your plans you feel me happy new year 2019 and i'm gonna be totally real i don't know my microphone is doing something crazy um so i don't know what the hell's going on i I told y'all before i barely know how to work this software that i got to do the podcast (laughs) but uh i do it you know what i'm saying i figure it out but uh, um trying to adjust the levels man and um get right into it um i guess i will not um Let's see. Where do I want to start? I mean, the whole world right now has been watching that R. Kelly. Uh, we, we can't even avoid that. Uh, that shit crazy. I'm only in, like, uh, episode two, like, two episodes in. But from what I've seen, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I can't talk about it now because I got a homegirl that's been begging me to uh, wait until, you know, she's available so we can do an episode. So we should be doing an episode in, like, two days. And I could drop that for y'all, man. Uh, also, shout out to y'all. And, man, y'all uh, support, man. I be looking at these views after a while, and it's like, that's my motivation. Because it's like, I, I do my podcast, but uh, I really don't take it too serious. But then when I look at the views, and I be thinking, like, damn. So I just looked at it, and I got, like, 60 views in the last 24 hours. I haven't posted anything on Instagram or on Facebook or anything about the podcast in a while. And to me, that's a small victory. I'll be real, because I don't post, you know. Uh, some days it's 100 and something in the last 24 hours. You know, but hey, you know, I, I just appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate everybody to keep me on my toes, too, because sometimes I just be thinking, like, whatever. You know, I don't be thinking about doing no podcast. But, um, man, 2019 is a new year, man, and I'm just in a state of just trying to um, just get myself on track as far as, like, on track even more. I will say I feel like I'm already on track. There are certain areas I need to improve in my life, just like anybody else's life. But at the same time, 
uh, I know what I need to improve in. You know what I'm saying? I know why I'm struggling. I know why I lack. And um, I'm just trying to, you know, progress in that area, man. I was thinking about the other day, man. I'm about to be 31, bro. I'm about to be 31 in like three months. <laughs> My son will be three in two months you know just like time just flies i remember making the episode about my birthday on the podcast and just like i just did that man time straight be flying bro you know what i'm saying just getting old and all that man god send me a wife you know what i'm saying and um everything will be fine but what i do know is that um you know getting married won't heal you and staying single won't save you so um whatever but i do want to get married man um i'm about to be the best man at my boy brian's wedding shout out to him and his fiance olivia and uh man it's gonna be a beautiful thing i just remember them i remember them talking like five years ago and i mean when they first met and i was talking to him about her and this and that and ever since then they've been kind of inseparable and you know uh they go through certain things too just like any other relationship but you know it's just beautiful to see them look at the bigger picture and they was able to come together and uh get it going man that's a beautiful thing so this will be the third wedding i've been in in my entire life and um the second time i've been a best man which being a best man can be pretty expensive man like it's pretty expensive and pretty stressful because uh, at the end of the day you know, you're responsible for, you know, certain things. You're responsible for making sure your boy is happy. You're responsible for planning certain things, expenses on certain things. So, in this go-around, I was like, you know, I'm glad I got enough time to get my shit in order. Because I was the best man at my brother's wedding, and I didn't know really too much about it. And the kind of things were just hitting me left and right. And I was just like, man, I don't never want to be nobody's best man again <laughs> in my life. And shout-out to my brother, man. Him and his wife have been married for a few years now. And uh, his bachelor party, man, was lit. And not to mention, I had just bought my new car, and um, he threw up in the back seat of it that night of his bachelor party, which I couldn't even be mad at because, hey, it's my brother. It's his bachelor party. He had a good time, even though my car was new. But I do thank God that what he threw up in my car was liquid. It wasn't no, like, straight, chunky, you know, chunky food. Like Justin, my boy Justin and I had on my, you know, when I told y'all the last, one of the other podcasts, somebody threw up in my car. It was my boy Justin. We was out drinking one night. He just threw up. We had just got done eating Indian food and everything, bro. And he just threw up all in my car, bro. Like, all on the passenger side. It was like, man, it was chunky. Man, it stank so bad. Like, and I, like, I tried to clean out myself. I tried to, you know, get the mats cleaned and. Well, the mats were rubber, so the mats was clean, but it hit the carpet and all on the side where it's hard to get. The crevices, man, it was so much chunky throw up in there, bro. You know, it just don't make no sense. But shout out to my boy Justin. He didn't mean to do that, you know, and I finally got that car detailed and, um, you know, shampooed from head to toe. And the lady that did it was just like, oh, my God, it's nasty. <laughs> and I'm like, damn. And she's like, how you, how you been riding around in this for the past you know, two weeks or whatever it was because I had just been spraying air freshener thinking it was going to go away like a dumbass, and it never went away, man. But, you know, hey, it happens, man. You have good times, good memories. And my boy Justin, shout out to him. He lives in Denver now, man. I got to make my way up to Denver because, uh, yeah, he down there now, so I'm plugged in. I got somewhere to stay. I'm trying to visit dispensaries. I'm trying to get some of that thin air up there where it's hard to breathe. 
and just see a, a different aspect of uh, of just life. You know, I like traveling too. Um, oh, on the, the 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 subject of throw up, man. I remember my last car I had before this one. My boy Chubbs, aka Rashad, man, we were at this um, hotel party with a bunch of friends. We kicking it. Matter of fact, we got kicked out of the hotel party that night because well not out the party but the whole party got shut down because we was just going so ham and everybody was going so ham was so loud they, they like the hotel security kicked everybody out but when when i was in i'm sitting and i'm chilling i'm drinking or whatever i'm vibing and then some people came in they're like hey d go outside man I'm like for what they're like man just go outside but and look at your car i'm like what man i go outside this fool was shot and threw up all on my car bro like just all on the side of the car and it was kind of like all this grass and concrete in the parking lot, and you chose to throw up on my car. So, what you think I did? I made his drunk ass ride with me to the gas station. He had no shirt on, by the way. He was sweating hella bad. No shirt on. I made his fool get out the car and go to the gas station and squeegee the side of my car. Like, you know, the little squeegee joints you use uh, when you clean off your windows and shit? I made him use that boy to clean all that throw up off the side of my car. I wasn't playing no games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But shout out to my homie Rashad. He lives down in Texas now. So every time I go down there, man, I go visit him, man. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing, man, uh, to just look at, like, all your friends in general, too, man. You know, friends you've had for years on years. And you just sit back and look at what, you know, how we were when we were younger and seeing people grow up, seeing people get married, seeing people have kids, seeing people buy property, seeing people... Uh, you know, just had a shit in order, man, as you get older. You know, you like they say, you look at your circle, and that'll define a lot about you, man. And my circle is very small, but the people that are in my circle, man, you know, they, they are there's some heavy hitters in my life, man. And I love all my homies, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I really do. Let me get myself together. Cause shit. Scrolling through my timeline. And as I um, open up this talk, and... I see that everybody is still talking about R. Kelly. Like I said, I'm like a few episodes in. As I scroll my timeline of just my Instagram and my Facebook, I see everybody talking about R. Kelly. And what I will say, because I said, like I said, I'm going to do an R. Kelly episode with my homegirl. But just for right now, I will say um, it's sick. It's disturbing. And um, it's crazy. Of what scene? Like, I will go and say that I remember when the first uh, sex tapes came out. Um, I was, what was that, 2000, 2001? Something like that. And I'll just say, like, oh, I went to high school in 2002. So, okay, yeah. So I was either in the eighth grade or I was a freshman in high school. And I remember downloading the sex tapes on my computer using um, either Napster or Kazaa. Or, um, what was that other app? It was another, uh, application that you had on your computer. You could download music for free, music and videos for free. But for example, I was downloading that and I remember seeing that shit a long time ago. Now I will say too, I've never been like a full R. Kelly fan to where I'm like, Hey, throw some R. Kelly on, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I do remember that shit from back in the day. I do remember seeing him pissing on that young girl. I do remember seeing the other little sex tapes that he had out, uh, you know, that got leaked and, I'll just say, man, I knew from back then, like, dude was sick, you know? Um, and it's just sad to see that he's been getting away with certain things for so long, especially 
uh, with dealing with young women. Um, I will say, I guess younger women, I can't speak for women in general because I'm a male, but I guess I'm thinking like, I guess you're a little naive to the fact maybe of what's right and what's wrong when you're dealing with an older guy, especially when they're a celebrity and you like, you know, 16 years old or whatever the case or whatever. But, um, I don't know. It's crazy. I will say one instance. I remember I was in grade school, uh, probably seventh or eighth grade. And this one girl, her body was really developed for our age. And I remember her bragging about the fact that she was sleeping with like a 19 year old at the time. And then I think we were in the seventh or the eighth grade. So we had to be like 12 or 13, I think. So, you know, you bragging about sleeping with a 19 year old, dude, legal, you 13, you 12 or 13. Like that's sick. You know, but I guess she was naive to the fact of what was really going on. And it really clicked for me until I got older and started thinking about um, other sexual situations of sexual abuse and has to do with minors and this, that, and the third, you know. Um, And I don't know if that uh, R. Kelly sex tape is still on the market as of today because I'm sure it's probably pulled off because it's viewed as child porn because the person in the video, I want to say she was 12 or she was 14 at the time, either way, it's still sick because that dude was like in his thirties, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, of course, there's been other reports of like, I will say this, okay? There's been other reports of like, you know, back old rock bands, um, and I may repeat some of this on the other podcast when I got my homegirl here. But just briefly, other rock bands they have been known to make songs about girls. Um, who weren't legal that they were dealing with or or what are making jokes about a girl being barely legal or you got Elvis um, and uh, his chick, she was underage when he met her, uh, you know, shit like that. But, you know, um, but I will say, too, and I'm not, you know, heavy on a race car when it's not deserving, uh, but it's deserving in this matter. I do believe that. Um, it went so long without being unnoticed because these were young black girls. Um, you know what I mean? I, I, I do believe if these were white people, then, um, yeah, he would have been brought to justice. But like I said, I'm not going to get too much into it. If you haven't checked it out, it's on Lifetime. Check it out. I'm only like two episodes in, I will say. And I'm going to finish up the other four episodes. And um, it gets crazier and crazier. Like the first episode, my mouth was just dropping. Second episode, I was just blown away. So I can only imagine what's in the next four episodes. You feel me? And and, and it's not so much that it's like a thriller or nothing like that. It's like it's sad. It really is. It's sad the shit that's going on on here, man. And you know how long this dude's been able to get away with certain things. And then they bring up the Aaliyah situation. Like I said, we're gonna have a whole situation on it. But it's just it's crazy. I remember a situation where it just shows about me. I never thought younger girls were. Hot in that aspect, because I never understood the um, the whole, if you grown, you trying to mess with somebody underage. Because I remember one time, okay, it's a place called Ballpark Village here in St. Louis. And I went to an exclusive event when it first opened. It was big. And so I'm down there, me and my boy, we chilling, we at the bar, we drinking, we eating, whatever. And, and, you know, the waitresses were there. They were flirting with us and this and that. Long story short, one of the waitresses was trying to holler. I hollered back cool got the number we were texting and um i asked her i'm like yo so uh you know no she asked me she was like how old are you i think at the time i might have been 
24, 25, something like that. I might have been like 24, 25, maybe 26, whatever the case. When I was in my mid-20s. And I was like, yo, so how old are you? And she's like, I'm not going to lie, I just turned 17. And I was like, whoa. Like, now, now, mind you, before y'all radars go up, like, how he get a 17-year-old number? I'm in a place that serves alcohol. She's serving me alcohol. So I already assumed she had to be at least you know, 21, right? Because that's, you got to be, what, 21 to serve alcohol, I'm, I'm getting, I, th- I think. So it's just like, I assume she was 21, but she said she had just turned 17. I'm like, whoa, you know, I'm like, ain't nothing I can do with you, mama. And she proceeds to, you know, tell me that she don't put it down like a young girl and this, that, and the third. And it was just like, I can't, I couldn't even do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. <laughs> So I don't know, you know, I don't know when it comes to that underage situation and, and guys doing that, doing this and that. Um, I will say that nowadays, too, a lot of these young girls are like really developed and they wear a lot of provocative clothing like they were older. And, um, you know, just don't put yourself in certain situations, uh, you know, as as a young woman. That's all I will say. I mean, some might say, well, how are you going to tell somebody what to wear? What? Well, you know, if your daughter is 15, 16 years old and she's really developed, she don't need to be wearing no tight-ass leggings and tight-ass shirts to show her body off. So when a, a pedophile rolls down the street, he's trying to holler at her. You know what I'm saying? And, and also, women need to be educated on stuff like that, too, that it's not okay. I believe a lot of times that stuff gets swept under the rug. And and younger girls don't know, you know, or they might know and they made the decision to ignore. But at the same time, let them be in the know of what's right and what's wrong. Because ain't no way no man in his mid-30s supposed to be messing with 16-year-olds and 15-year-olds and, you know, and, and down the line, man, you know. But like I said, I'm only on episode 12 of that R. Kelly. Uh, I'm definitely going to check out, not episode 12, episode 2 at R. Kelly. I'm going to check out. Um, the other four episodes, and then I'm going to come back on here with my homegirl, Jess, uh, a.k.a. Young Cabbage, <laughs> Cabbage Patch, and we're going uh, we gonna, we gonna to go in on that episode. But I will say, like I said, man, the shit's just sad, you know, it's just sad. But on another note, uh, I did watch, uh, I got to catch some TV today because, you know, I got snowed in, like I was saying at the beginning, man. We caught, like, I don't know, 10 inches of snow, uh, long story short, I went to the gym, uh, was coming down, but wasn't too bad. And I'm like, I'm cool, whatever. Got home, showered, ate something, and I, you know, left back out to head to work. And, uh, yeah, man, it was immediately terrible on the highway. Um, so, uh, actually, it was kind of freaky because I got to a part of the highway. We were in stop and go traffic, like, just backed up. And we were, I was on a part where I was on an incline, and I was stopped behind, you know, another car. It's just cars everywhere. And my car literally started to roll on its own, like, like literally slide on its own. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dang, I got good tires, all that. But I'm thinking like, wow, my, my car must have been so light that on an incline in ice, it's going to slide down. And uh, so, but luckily, thank God, I was able to maneuver my way to the right, to the exit uh, that I was just right before. So, you know, man, just thank God for that. Because, man, if I would have got stuck down there or... I would have ended up having to, you know, slide into somebody's car. You know, that would have been just terrible. You know what I'm saying? I would have been pissed. But, yeah, um, bring me to another, you know, kind of realization of just, like, 
I guess how you are accustomed to trying to satisfy your employer, you know, in certain situations by trying to make it to work no matter what. You know, here I am in a damn blizzard. Like, oh, I can make it. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to tear my car up. You know what I mean? Because I live like 20, 20, yeah, about 20 minutes away from my job. So I'm about, here I am on the highway about to tear my car up trying to make it when I should have just initially just called in and used vacation time, you know, for uh, an emergency. But uh, just thank God I was able to get out of that, got home, and I uh, got to watch some TV. And I was watching, um, I seen on Netflix, they had a documentary about Jam Master J and uh, who killed him. And it just... It was just crazy to see that whole instance in that whole situation because uh, ultimately it came down to it being still unsolved, but basically it was somebody that was close to him. You know what I mean? Just like a lot of these murders that happen that go unsolved sometimes, it'd be a lot of people that's close to you or people that know you, know this, and, you know, they touched on Biggie, they touched on Tupac. They even touched on how Biggie, you know, right before he got killed, he was being uh, followed by, you know, FBI agents for months at a time, you know? Uh, that's why he got that um a line in his one of his songs like uh what do you say uh, uh uh FBI agents mad because I'm flagrant top my cell and the phone in the basement you know be tap his cell and the phone in the basement means saying like his phone was tapped you know what I'm saying they was following him and it's like they don't know who killed that dude you know just like with Pac unsolved just like um a lot of these joints man as far as uh what, what was dude name um oh stack bundles um. I want to say Chink's Drugs. I'm not sure if Chink's Drugs is still unsolved or not. Uh, but they named a few of them, man. And it's just sad to see, like, a lot of hip-hop legends and entertainment people that get killed, you know, their murders go unsolved. It's, you never get, you know, justice or get answers. But if you get a chance, check out that Jam Master J documentary about uh, who killed Jam Master J. It was crazy. Um, rest in peace to him. I also checked out they have a series on Netflix called insta famous and it's like little eight minute clips didn't see all of them but i seen a few they got little clips on there and um like they got fat boy ssc who became famous on there a boogie with the hoodie um uh some dude was, i seen a white dude i forget this his name and mm-hmm. uh oh and um was it dan the man and uh nick nick paddywhack or something like that you know, they from New Orleans, they were on there, and it's like eight-minute clips of them just telling their stories about how they became famous from Instagram and being online and getting millions of followers and their come up and that, you know, and how it goes. And while it might look nice and it's all cool, we live in a society now, and I was just looking at, when I was thinking about that while I was watching, I'm like, we live in a society now where everybody seems to be trying to do something to be recognized, and sometimes it'd be just the dumbest shit they be online trying to do just to get views, just to get followers, just to get replays, just to get reposted. And it's like, man, it's great that those people are able to make it out there, um, you know, their neighborhoods and, and go to do successful things. But that ain't everybody gateway. That's just like I remember when I was younger, I was in like the fifth grade. I wanted to be a rapper just like everybody else. I wanted to be a rapper. So I had a rap group. We were performing. We got a little successful. You know what I'm saying as far as like being known and, and doing shows with celebrities, but we never really made no money off of it. And then sure enough, as time gone, everybody wanted to be a rapper. Even now, everybody wants to be a rapper. Look at Lil Duval. Much success at, what is he, like mid-30s or might be 40 years old or something like that? And he came out with Smile Bitch and it went number one. So he got all these 40-year-old people thinking they can be rappers and they can be this and that at that age. And it's just like... Ah, what works for one may not work for you. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with doing stuff for fun. 
But I, when I see people like thinking that, oh, it's going to happen, it's going to this, it's going to that, and they putting all this and all that, and you never got the response, you know, from your work or this and that, you might want to have a plan B. Always have something in the tuck, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, the Insta Famous, it was cool. Uh, I just thought it projected kind of like, you know, if I did it, you can do it too and be famous on Instagram, and it's kind of like, ah, uh, I don't know. Even with that whole Instagram thing, it's like I'll, I'll see women online or, or people, and they'll have like, you know, 50,000, 100,000 followers, you know, 300,000 followers. And they be like somebody I've never seen before. They just post pictures all the time and just get a bunch of likes. Be think like, do you get money off of that? Does Instagram like hit you and be like, hey, we'll pay you if you keep posting and getting likes and getting traffic to your page? Hmm. Something I got to look into. See what I'm at, 25 minutes? Well, hey, I'm going to go ahead and slide out, man. Um, Got some things to do. Uh. You know, probably watch a little more Netflix. I heard the new series, uh, You, on Netflix is pretty good. Um, also, um, seen some other little documentaries and clips that I wanted to check out. But, um, hey, you have any feedback, let me know. Uh, email me at tfpfeedback at gmail.com. That's tfpfeedback at gmail.com. Also, rate, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. And I promise I'm going to try to do better at promoting my podcast and getting it out there more in 2019 because i've been slacking i have and shout out to everybody who's been on my ass about getting the episodes out you know promoting you know doing social media etc all right love you guys man have a good one be blessed